Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. We hope you are staying safe. Andy and I are back. We're going to discuss a few topics, primarily transfer market related. However, Today, a new name came out for a potential investor, I guess we would call him at this point, at Roma, another Italian-American with, I, I can't think of a more Italian-American last name than this guy, Joseph De Grossa, who is Miami-based, shocker, <laughs> an Italian of Miami, and this was a guy who is actively, so... Let, let me just add a little background to this. So De Grossa, he was the former president of Bordeaux, and he owned the club for literally one year. And when I not a good track and, record. Yes. Yeah, so it was not it was not even remotely resembling what you would call a good track record. And is in his extremely we have to. We have to add that in there for for fairness. Very, very short time at the French club. Now, this news came out. I it, it originally came out yesterday, and I think it was Pinsy who had it. Um, I'm not surprised that this name came out because De Grossa, he is actively looking for a club to invest in. Whether it's from a majority or minority standpoint, we don't know. He, he admitted himself in an interview a couple of days ago with a British outlet that he was close to purchasing Newcastle United. Now, where that leaves him with Roma, I have been told that Goldman Sachs reached out to him after his deal with Newcastle United fell through. That's not really a shocker because nobody has approached Goldman Sachs saying, hey, I want to purchase Roma and I want to invest in Roma. I don't know why you would if you've been looking at these financial statements that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks. Extremely pessimistic. So I could understand, or I guess I realize that there's not exactly a line of buyers looking to purchase Roma. I don't think anybody will be surprised by that. But De Grossa, he's vaguely familiar with Palota. I knew of him. I met him years ago. I was introduced to him by Joseph Tacopino, who's the, the president of Venezia. <laughs> so um oh my what, what were you attending like a, a mafia oh christening? come on well hold yeah. on the grossa is from yonkers so there is a when when they find out that vito is gay in the sopranos there's a line from tony soprano right. where he says i'm not gonna condemn the man off some douchebag from yonkers so <laughs> I, I might try and Throw that clip in here. Um, I'm sure some sort of copyright <laughs> strike will be handed down to me from HBO. But that's where we are. De Grossa, he's not even in active negotiation with Roma at all. Goldman Sachs has sounded him out and approached him about potentially investing in Roma. Now, when I put that out there today, I had at least five people say, well, doesn't Friedkin and Roma have to formally announce that they're no longer in negotiations? That's going to come. I, I, I don't know when. Uh, Roma's um, shareholders, they meet the 26th of June, so in just over three weeks. Those are always fun, A, and B. I assume it'll come out at some point there. For any of 
you who don't know the shareholders meetings if you can't read italian just please throw it into google translate because andy and i have talked about yes. it before it is literally <laughs> literally a, a room of boomers and romanisti 1.0 uh pretty much just yes complaining about the way things are they're, yes. they're it's pretty much twitter in real life i guess is the easiest way i could describe it, it, it they're they're very fun i oh yeah perfect. yeah i i try to i try to translate some of them but they just get so ridiculous that you can't help but laugh and roll your eyes some of the some of the time they're going to grill bad baldissoni about that when they meet in fianga when they meet in a few weeks so that's when i think we'll, we'll hear something but yeah de grosso um there's nothing to report right now so anybody saying that uh you know palota roma they're in talks with him it's wrong hasn't happened um we'll see what happens but Things that are happening, Andy, the market. Now, we said this in our patron-exclusive episode, but I reported something about Roma's market essentially being frozen because they can't do any outcoming or incoming business at the moment because, frankly, they just don't know what is going on. Palata, he doesn't even know what's going on. Um, And then two hours later, Petraki was spotted at a restaurant with the intermediary for Noel Bustos, who is a striker of Taleres, who Roma are looking at. So here's the situation. Roma right now are in a very unknown state. Nothing is happening on the market. And again, a lot of that is linked to Palota, not knowing if he's going to sell uh, to Friedkin, which we don't think is going to happen unless he magically decides to take a lower, uh, lower figure. Um, and there's just a ton of uncertainty at the moment. So I don't expect a lot to happen. We're going to see the same thing as we've seen in previous years for anybody to come in. You need somebody to leave. Now, with that being said, and your good friend, Filippo Biafora has said that Roma in their minds, they have in hand. Now they need somebody to leave first. Obviously they have in hand Chelsea's Pedro who is also wanted by Juve. I have never, well, not that I've never seen, but the reaction to this one has been so mixed one way or the other. You either really like it or it seems like you really hate it. Now, I think the people who really hate it don't necessarily hate it because of the player. They hate it because of the financial standpoint of it. Uh, rumored to be a two plus one deal wages roughly two and a half three million euros per per season so just based on what we know very early on Pedro does he get your stamp of approval is this something that pleases you are you happy with it what say you well I I think I'm right in the middle of the road but I'm leaning more toward no um I like Pedro. I I always liked him since his Barcelona days. And um, I think he is a very capable winger. But the fact that he's he's 33, his wages are not exactly what Roma should be looking at considering the, as you just said, unclear, untested, uncertain financial situation where, you know, it's like walking on a frozen lake with a layer of ice that is not exactly solid enough to 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 keep you and and your friends on top without 
some cracks in it and um it's it to me it's a big risk i uh, obviously i would f- for example i think that in a league like seria uh, a player like pedro would would do very well and i think the these types of deals in recent memory have uh, panned out pretty pretty well at roma um Obviously, I would prefer somebody like Willian uh, from Chelsea compared to Pedro, but the wages obviously are even there way too high. It just that's it's something that doesn't really excite me, and uh, I think what the backlash is is that everybody is aware of of this of of this thin layer of ice. Everybody knows that it, the 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 situation we are in is delicate. Things didn't go the the way we expected them to go with Friedkin. So there is a lot of question marks, and it's not only question marks to the fans. It, that's the most disappointing thing is that these question marks are, I think, in the minds of all people working for Roma. And we talked about this previously, but I think one of the biggest advocates of this this whole thing of, of, of question marks, of somebody who really is, I think, having, and obviously so, and rightly so, having a hard time, uh, trying to figure out what the plan is, w- what we can afford, what we can when, what we can do and cannot do at this time uh, is Petraki, who you know is responsible for transfer market, who probably had you know numerous players on his list that he was looking at first, and now he has to you know switch strategies strategies and have maybe uh, different players scouted and who is dealing with contracts that are expiring or contracts that need to be dumped, uh, who's, you know, looking at possible exits. Um, and he is looking at a situation that is so unclear, so muddy, that I wouldn't want to be in his uh, shoes for any money. And it's uh, that's probably the most disappointing thing. And evidently, it's the one thing that probably uh motivated this this sort of negative response toward uh, the the pedro rumors it's because he's a fine player and probably in other circumstances this would have been met with more enthusiasm but right now it's too unclear yeah i agree with that now in fairness petraki for those of you who missed it Gianluca de marzio a week and a half ago give or take had a very, 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 very long piece talking about Roma, how their market is frozen, more or less exactly what I wrote, Um, talking about how Roma can't even complete a free transfer at the moment. And you and I, again, we talked about this in our uh, patron-only episode, but that is Petraki leaking this stuff to the media. Now, the person I heard it from was an agent, but the agent I heard it from, I know, is extremely close with Petraki. He has clients at Roma. So clearly there is a disconnect between Petraki, Palotta, Fienga. We don't know what is going on. And this isn't even mentioning Andy. Do you remember two weeks ago how there was a rumor, or and numerous newspapers were talking about it, how Petraki could leave Roma. Uh, he hasn't right. been heard from for, for months. He left Rome during the lockdown, went to Lecce. <laughs> he left Le- to Lecce. Yes. And there were these rumors that his his relationship with the club and the management team is completely broken. Uh, they're going to uh, look to find somebody else soon. 
So I don't know how we go from that to Petraki still holding transfer talks and negotiations. I don't know where we're at with any of this. And again, I, I think the scary part with Freakin essentially pulling out is we don't know what the plan B is. Because if you talk to Roma, if you talk to people close to Palota, they'll say, oh, everything is fine. Jim and his partners, they're billionaires. They can handle this situation no problem. Which, wanting to give reassurances to people, I, to an extent, I can understand. But let's not... But Roma are not a club that <laughs> fit the, again, track record of, of, of keeping these kind of problems. No, I, I mean, this is a guy that will tell you we're not selling Alisson, Salah, Nangolan, and then within a matter of 10 days, they're gone. So... You don't know what to believe from them. Now, again, I, I, I can appreciate them wanting to stay somewhat positive because you don't have to be an accountant to look at the balance sheet and realize, oh, this is not good. Uh, we're talking almost 300 million euros worth of debt here. So it's a very unknown, chaotic situation. And with all this in mind, <laughs> in, in in three weeks here, Roma restart their season. So I don't know what to expect from them because, again, I still think regardless of how the season ends, the Scudetto, Champions League places, relegation, in my mind, unfair or not, I find it all to be tainted. The fact that we're asking these athletes to just get up off of their asses after two months and asking them you're going to have three to four weeks to prepare your legs to play 90 minutes I think is absurd uh every three days every, so that's what I wanted to get into the Liga City A they come out with the schedule every three days now we're going to have Roma playing there's 12 match days left what in the world are you expecting <laughs> I think like exhaustion <laughs> I mean, what else? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really do not know what to expect because we've seen in Germany, and Schalke comes to mind, that I believe they were in a Champions League place before the season restarted. Now they've lost, I believe, four or five straight matches. They look totally unprepared or ill-prepared. They look totally exhausted. And now right. Roma, they're going to be playing every three days. Um, I don't know about you, but I have very little confidence in the depth or lack thereof that they have. And they're in a hunt for a Champions League place. And we know this financial situation that they're in qualifying for the Champions League is crucial. Doesn't even begin to properly describe it. They need to because they're already in a terrible financial situation. Not qualifying for the Champions League would further their crappy situation from a financial standpoint. And there are just so many unknowns. Um, and then from the player's perspective, we can go down individually where our worries are. Now, we could talk about depth. Roma have about a dozen right backs, none of which are good enough. Uh, they have a midfield that consists of... Hey, Zapacosta is Z- coming okay, back. Okay, so Zapacosta is coming back. You have Diawara coming back because he decided not to have surgery um, on his torn meniscus. You have, I guess, Veritu, um, who's going to, it seems like he's been playing every single match. What are you worried about here? Not even from a physical standpoint, from a department standpoint, because we see the players 
They return to training, and within a matter of three days, you have Paul Lopez injured, you have Diego Perotti injured. Uh, who else got injured? I know I'm missing somebody because they had three names. Um, regardless, how do you do, do you expect them to ha- be able to handle this? Because I see this being nothing other than an absolute massacre on some of these players. Oh, oh, no doubt. Listen, I Roma are. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can find a team that has the worst luck in injuries when it comes to Roma. So obviously, having them play every three days is uh, not good. I would say that, and also obviously from a podcast standpoint, I will not be able to sustain every three days <laughs> thinking about a horrible Roma performance because that's what it's going to be like. I mean, if you expect Roma to play like some kind of uh, Bayern Munich uh, going up against these smaller teams, Roma, in my mind, I'm not. If you're looking for hope and positivity out of me right now regarding this uh, the, the continuation of of, of of the season, I'm there is none. I'm I'm super negative and cynical about this. I think this is gonna be horrible. I I I was already um, I had already accepted the fact that Roma may not go get the Champions League spot. You know that's the season went so in so many directions and was such a mixed season that you know with the way that atalanta were playing on <clears throat> steroids <laughs> um there is there is there is no way in my mind that roma could have gotten that champions league spot but that's anyway well hold on did gasparini throw us a lifeline because (laughs) he gave the most bizarre (laughs) interview i think i've ever seen anybody give didn't i tell you didn't we talk about it i told you that some shady shit is gonna happen behind the curtains and that's what that's what happened yeah for anybody who missed it uh john piero gasparini manager of atalanta he gave an interview the other day and he said he had the coronavirus he contracted it he was displaying symptoms before the Champions League match against Valencia, but he said he didn't tell anybody because he had quote unquote too much going on. So, and this absolute dickhead and miserable piece of shit of a person on that match day went out and said, uh, "In Spain, they've contained it well enough, and you know this is not so serious." Like, imagine how. How small, how little of a man do you have to be to, to, to say that shit and then come out and just, I mean, I, and I, this is a critique to most Italian journalists is that nobody seems to have any interest in picking up what he said. What he said is rightly so by, by, which Valencia, the team that he, he Atalanta played against in the Champions League, uh, they, they obviously put out a statement uh you know questioning what the hell was he saying like how how do you even get away with something like that like that that there is some serious grounds for you know suing and and even you know going after this person because as good of a coach as he is this does nothing to improve the image that he currently has in italian football as a piece of shit person um which i'm sorry but that's you know it's un- it's just unacceptable anyway <laughs> I didn't want to get deterred from it. It's just I I didn't want to get sidelined. My my main thing about it is that 
there's going to be some teams that are going to do well and then some teams that are just going to crash and burn like we saw in Bundesliga. Just some teams that just can't keep up mentally and physically. And I have no reason to believe that Roma could. Um, you look at the list of players that we have. You look at... Uh, I mean, who... who if, if somebody gets injured, who's going to play? You know, who's going to step up? Javier Pastore, right. who... Right. We didn't mention it, but he had some terrible... Just the most ridiculous quotes about Roma's financial situation I've ever seen from a player that is currently paid and plays for the club he's throwing shit at. So um, it's it's to me, it, Roma are just a club that is unprepared for this type of 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 of, of uh, football, and it's um, I I don't expect in miracles, and I I, I just don't I don't think they can sustain the rhythm. Okay, so we both agree that this Roma is not set up to play every three days. Not at all. Yeah, I, I don't know how they handle that. And again, I, I think this entire schedule, if you just look at it, I, I think it highlights the ridiculousness of this entire thing. Now, the French League, they are taking blow after blow because many think that they canceled this too early. And maybe they did. I just don't understand how we expect these guys. We, you know, we're, we're treating them like they're machines. Okay, these are humans, and Roma—they had injury problems playing. You know, one match a week. Can you imagine every three days now? This is—I I, just—I think this is going to be a, a bloodbath, and we're going to look back on this right. and think, "Wow, how stupid were we to think that this could? We could ask this of these athletes." And again, we're not even – we're just talking about the league calendar. UEFA hasn't decided what they're going to do from a Champions League and Europa League standpoint. Could you imagine if those if right. those get thrown into the fray somehow? I, I, I just can't imagine how anybody can expect these players to sustain that. So yeah. I, I just think this, is, this entire thing is absurd. Um, so in your mind then, do you agree that – even from my perspective, and, and I said this about the NBA too, because the NBA, they're doing some weird mini tournament in Orlando. Orlando, oh, all places. Gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's tainted. This season, in your mind, tainted? Of course tainted, but I'm going to come out as the sore person because I'm a Roma fan. So if I say it, it won't, it won't hold any weight to it. But... You know, as as okay, trying to stay neutral. I've seen so many. I just I thought that Serie A was bad. I thought that football in general is not in the best conditions politically. But what I saw, I you know, we all say that in this situation with the coronavirus, it brings us together. It you know, it, we we sort of try to fight the differences together. We we try to solve problems together, but. This coronavirus exposed uh, major issues within the league, and and um, I I don't think that it will ever be the same for me um, because I know what motivates these clubs and these players and everything around it. It's it's just a, a money making machine, which is and it's not you know it's not meant to uh, provide you with what they describe as joy and enjoyment and. Whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the fuck they want to tell you, it's it's just a money making machine, and uh, I, I, you know, I I hope that knock on wood, obviously that you know by the time 
that the 10th uh, torn ACL pops in, in the next foreseeable future um, as the season resumes, that these league officials will be hand- held accountable, that, you know, these people will, 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 will be questioned as to what the hell were they thinking? Because you can't take a season of, of you know, 12 more games. It's 12, it's 12 more weeks, basically, and they're squashing it in. And it's, it's you know, there's going to be the Coppa Italia. There's maybe going to be the European competitions. We don't know. But currently what I'm seeing is, is not something that is meant to be enjoyed. It's just something that has to be rushed in order to make the money and get out. And, you know, if, if that's what football is all about, then I'm not for it. Again, I'm a Roma fan. I'm not a Lazio fan. I don't have a Scudetto in sight, obviously. But that's the way I see it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I just... This whole thing is absurd. So let's end it there. We'll be back, obviously, with the season restarting now. We're, we're, we'll, we will get back to far more regular podcasts and episodes. Um, now, we won't do one after every match, but we will certainly... Uh, it looked like we were going to be having somewhat of a relaxing summer, sort of sitting back mentally, <laughs> freeing ourselves from this Roma. But just when you thought it looked like there was light at the end of the tunnel and that, you know, we could clear our heads a bit. No, no, no. Liga Serie A says, you know what? Instead of making you miserable once a week, guess what? Every three days now, we're going to shove this in your face. So, um, mm, Love it. Yeah. Some extra dose of self-loathing. Yeah, so we will get through this together. Andy and I will be with you along the way throughout this summer and uh, – Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Everybody, please stay safe. Please continue if you're healthy. We hope you remain in that way because this virus has been crazy and that's not even mentioning all the other chaotic shit going on in the world right now. Please just stay safe. Know that we appreciate you listening to us. We we greatly, 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 greatly appreciate the support. So we will be back again until next time. Ciao. Ciao.